Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Scott. I'm Shate, and we're the Hazes. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Welcome back to the Love Haze podcast, where we believe that healing and wholeness are not just destinations that you arrive to. Absolutely not. We believe their journey, and here, right here, right here, cause <laughs> <laughs> we talk about how we navigate through it. Absolutely. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about triggers, how to identify them, uh, how to deal with them as they come. Yep. And we appreciate y'all just joining us on our Black Love journey. Let's get into it. There you go. Okay, so triggers. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, the thought that we are working with today is... Um, when I'm hysterical, it's historical. And let me let, let me tell you all where this came from. So you know we love our Black Love shows, right? We watch all of them. Uh, Put a Ring on It, Black Love Documentary, mm-hmm. uh, Ready to Love, Love in Huntsville, Marriage. So wait, Love and Marriage, Huntsville. And um, it's on OWN. Shout out to OWN and Will Packard. All them doing great, mm-hmm. great shows. After one of our shows, and I can't recall which one it is, any one of the ones we just named, Family or fiance comes on and we kind of watch it sometimes, but not all the time. But it, mm. if it just comes on after our black love show, we happen to catch it. Tracy McMillan is the therapist on staff. I'm not sure if she's considered a therapist, but I think her title on the show is like relationship coach. Mm-hmm. She's also the author of a book I read years ago. And I think I learned about her from Super Soul Sunday, which I love. Oprah talking about books and to the authors is like my jam. And it's mm-hmm. about spirit. Another subject for another day. She has this book, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, Why you're not married? Dot dot dot. Yet, the straight talk you need to get the relationship you deserve. And she's really about holding people accountable uh, for their own mess, uh, how they can work through it in their relationship, and that's what she does on the show. So, in the show, they have some individual sessions they have some exercises they have to do with their families and at the end of the show like they have to basically based on the work that they've done hopefully get their family's best blessings to get married well in one of these episodes and one of the sessions for the couple something that happened at the dinner on the first night which it always does there's some mm-hmm. drama drama ensues drama. people cussing each other out or crying or whatever and in the session the next day i think when they were reflecting on it or processing it or I'm not sh- whatever happened. She said that line to them, and Scott and I both were like, "Woo, that that was a whole word." She said, "When I'm hysterical, it's historical," and immediately we wrote it down. I was like, "We gotta unpack that in some mm-hmm. type of way," and so that's what we're doing today. And at the the essence of that is the idea of triggers, right? Like, it's coming from somewhere. Your behavior, your response to this thing is a lot bigger than the situation warrants. And so that means there's some type of something, some type of baggage, some type of backstory that needs to be uncovered here. So can you tell us, Mr. Mental Health Professional, what exactly is a trigger? So uh, really in mental health terms, uh, a trigger uh, really refers to something that uh, affects your emotional state. Okay. Uh, It is... Well, I'll say it affects your emotional state significantly. Uh, if you think about it in, in regular terms, uh, it can cause you some some amount of distress. Okay. Uh, and the, the part of the definition that I really like and what I hold on to is it keeps you from being able to be present. Ooh. 
Right. Yeah. So you can't really focus on your present because you're thinking about this thing that has happened. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's some external thing that happens or internal thing that happens that causes you some level of emotional distress. Does everyone's response to a trigger, are they always the same? Like what are, I guess, what are some type of responses that people can have to, to being triggered by something? It's it's a multitude of things. So, you know, um, when we talk about this idea of like healing mm -hmm. and dealing with uh, past traumas mm -hmm. and uh, when you get to a certain stage of healing, your hope should always be that that when things trigger you, that it will just only cause you maybe some discomfort, mm -hmm. you know, or maybe there's just like this recognition that something happened and it reminded you of something else. Mm -hmm. Right. When it gets to the point of um, eliciting a trauma response. Trauma uh, response. That's mm -hmm. a professional term there, sir. Um, it means that you're operating from from that old space. Yeah. Right. You, re you remember that trauma and you're responding to that trauma. Mm. So a lot of us hope that when we uh, get into therapy or even when we don't get into therapy, when we consider ourselves as having gotten over something yeah. that will never be triggered by it yeah. again. And so our reality for the most part is that we'll always be triggered by, you know, some things because we talked about in season one, I think about how, you know, I fall off my bike. I remember I, I can see the scar still. Right. Yeah. So my healing is, is, doesn't mean that that I don't, you know, remember. Mm -hmm. It means that I'm aware. You know, I'm aware that this thing happened. I remember it. And to some degree, I want to remember because I want to remember to be safe and not go down that road again. Um, but a trigger can mean that it's something that reminded me, yeah. you know, of the thing that happened before the thing before I fell off my bike. Right. And so we have to remember that we can always be triggered by something, but it's about your response to the trigger. Like, and our hope is always that we develop some type of tools, some type of coping mechanisms to, to have um, ready to access. So when I'm triggered, I know what to do to cope. Can we stop for a moment? And for mm -hmm. I, maybe I've never fully processed this thought before, but you saying we can always have triggers or be all always be triggered by a thing, even after we feel like we've gotten over it, always feels... I feel a way about the word always because mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that I don't like to revisit things over mm -hmm. and over. And we've talked about this a couple of times. You got about a good two or three times before I'm be like, okay, what you going to do about it? You know, um, I can't keep processing the same thing over and over because I don't like to be in the same space. Mm -hmm. I want to move forward. I like to evolve. That's why my spirit animal is a butterfly. Like I can't <laughs> always be in this mess. So the idea of, potentially always being triggered by a thing feels problematic to me. And just, I mean, I guess I'm just caught off guard, like, wow. And it makes sense because we talk about it. Like I wasn't expected to be triggered, expecting to be triggered by this thing. And yet I was. And I guess to me, I thought like eventually if you keep doing the work, whatever that means to a person, that they would go away. But what I'm hearing is like, even if you continue to do the work, it might always be there just like i got this scar y'all you can't see it really from when i i did this when i was like six like i was outside on the patio and there was a nail 
a dirty nail on the thing and it's scraped against my thing. And the scar is always here, but I don't mm -hmm. see it and immediately go back to, do you know what I mean? Like that that day when I was on the patio and I fell and it hurt. And so now I stay away from fences and nails. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but, what I, but uh, this is where I'm going to challenge you. What? When you just put your scar up to the camera, you told them everything about how you got that scar, right? Yeah. And then your next sentence was, I don't always go back to that, but you did precisely that. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely looked at the scar, reminded yourself of how exactly you got the scar and proceeded to tell us about the rusty nail. But, I, but I'm not in any emotional distress. And that's the difference, right? Behind it. That's the difference. You can have discomfort. You can be reminded by the scar. The key is I don't want to go back to my old trauma and the trauma response or how I responded mm. to, I don't want to be afraid of fences now. Mm -hmm. And because I remember, right, it doesn't mean that I'm still in the trauma space. Yeah. It just means that I remember. We want to be people who just remember where we got the scar from or the thing that happened, but it doesn't take me back to the space I was in during mm, that trauma. I don't not trust fences anymore, but I do remember, right? And I know like now when I go outside, if I'm by, you know, I'm cautious of my surroundings and I, I know that if there's a sharp object around, then I walk a little bit this way. Those are the things that remind us, right, that that we need to be a little bit more careful. And those things are fine. It's yeah. OK to remember. Healing is not about like not remembering Yeah. because I want to remember. I want to be more careful as mm -hmm. I as I move forward. Right. And triggers are not a bad thing at all and if we if we walk in this life and expect not to be triggered then we're really lying to ourselves because all it takes is the perfect storm of events right and the only thing it takes is for two or three or four things to go wrong at the same time and then that thing for you happen right so i left my keys at home this morning right i got out and there's accident on 85 and uh now i gotta reroute and go through uh, this back road to Union City or whatever to get to work. I get to work and, and one of my veterans did something crazy and I got to meet with him instead of how my usual day is supposed to go. And then um, I get a text from uh, an ex or somebody that that triggers me from that old thing. And what if what if that's the fourth thing yeah. for me that puts me right back in, in the place of my trauma? It's really about recognizing what your triggers are, mm -hmm. right? And for me, a lot of times, it's about the amount of things that can go wrong mm -hmm. in my day before I feel like I want to go back to, you know, old behaviors and that type of thing. And if I sit here and say that my, the only way that I can say that I'm healed is if I'm never triggered by this thing again, then I do myself a disservice. And I'm also just telling a lie. Because you can be triggered by things. It's about how you cope when you're triggered. You're trying to make me fall in love with you. <laughs> you see I how he, hope. he preaching to me? That was good. That's that that was a whole word. And I'll bullshit aside. Like that was that was um that was good. And I hear you and I understand what you're saying, especially the thought about it might not be about that one thing, it could be about all the combination of whatever you know is happening to you beforehand and i know you and i talk a, a good bit about you know one of the things that we have in common is like a control issue and so 
any number of things that are like out of control for us could like really trigger us to like try to control like this one thing. And I can understand how mm -hmm. like a trigger, uh, a small thing, if all of these other things are out of control and this one thing, like the, um, the milk is left out overnight can just like are you gonna use that one <laughs> make it make us flip the table well, that's not an issue we've had but mm -hmm. you know what i mean for example like all these other things and like this one tiny thing at the house is like what you know makes us flip the tables um okay so then how do we know and I, i'm this feels self-explanatory and i'm sure you just talked through it a little bit but for the sake of the conversation how does somebody know when they've been triggered how do they know to take it back to the quote, when I'm hysterical, it's historical. How do they know that their response in the moment is about something else? So to me, I know that I've, I've been triggered and I tried to put this in the definition as well. When I leave the present, when mm. I leave the present, yeah, what I'm supposed to be focused on, what I'm supposed to be doing, and I go back to this thing. So it triggered something from my past, Yeah, right? And when I leave this present moment and go back to that thing and start trying to reprocess yeah. this thing that I cannot change, mm -hmm. right? And when I'm triggered and go back there, I'm going back to the past. This is not back to the future. I cannot go back there and change this thing that happened. I cannot change the outcome. I cannot retry myself for this same crime mm -hmm. that I may be guilty of because I brought it on myself because, you know, I was operating in. Uh, who you were at the time. Who I was at the time, yeah. right? I was doing the best that I could with the knowledge that I had at that time. Mm -hmm. right? I can't go back and retry myself for those things over again because I was triggered by this thing yeah. that came up. Yeah. Yeah. So right. when I leave the present, you know, when I, when I abandon everything else that I said that I want to be focused on, present and future, and go back, then I'm triggered. Hmm. That's real. That's real. And that makes sense. It's basically you're not you're no longer operating uh in the present, which you know could happen, especially unexpectedly, you know. And a lot of times that's that's really what it's about. Like we um at, at um my my day job, of mm -hmm. course, we do uh we have the veterans do like recovery plans. Yeah. And in some sense, we all do like our own personal recovery yeah. plans and you know how we're going to address things if we should come back across this type of thing. But a lot of times we do it in a very unhealthy way. Yeah. We will say, I'm never going to do X, Y, and Z for a person again. So I don't have to. I'm never going deal. to this place again. Or, right. Yeah. And even our folks who have substance abuse issues, their, their primary thing that they say is I'm going to avoid these people, places, and things. Yeah. Right. And our reality is that avoidance is like the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. Because you can't avoid. A lot of times you have to deal with things. You can't uh, run from your past. You know? Right. Or, you know, as, as my frat brothers would say, you know, running from it will not save you. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be ready to deal with that thing when you come in contact with it. Because yeah. you will. And if you're really out here praying prayers of growth mm -hmm. and asking to be better, you'll run into that thing. Yeah. And, um... It'll be about how you deal with it when yeah. you run into it, what Test your strength um, looks like right. when you run into that right. thing. If you're able to say, you know, I need to go a different way, yeah, um, 
I'm not triggered by this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm able to do something different or I'm not I'm not triggered enough to allow this thing to control me and take me back to where I was. Yeah. I want to do something different in this moment and I can walk away from this situation or I have a better way to cope. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like I never want to talk to people ever again because this thing happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something different, but triggers can do you like that and they can they can be tricky. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Like when people say it because they've been hurt, they're never going to be in another relationship mm-hmm. or, yeah. And I think a part of the haze with being able to identify our triggers is um, I know from, and I, I, from this aspect of, you know, who I am and who I was raised to be as a man, we were always raised to believe that, you know, the more that we can take on, um, the stronger we are, the more of a man, you know, we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm able to uh, deal with one thing, two thing, things, three things, four things, the more I can pile on, it means that I'm stronger. Um, the more contact I can have with my trigger, then that means that I'm stronger. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of times we set ourselves up for failure with that type of mentality uh, because we have to have appropriate ways to cope with our triggers when we come in contact with them. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I do in this moment? Like if I'm dealing with something as it relates to how I feel about body positivity and that kind of thing, I have to lean into that, but I also have to be strong enough to know that I was just triggered by this particular thing, but I'm not going to allow this trigger to control me and take me to a really dark place that I can really, you know, that I can go to. So what do I do in those moments? So a lot of times for me, it's affirmations. A lot of times for me, it's, um, you know, talking to myself about myself and saying positive things about myself in those moments. And it it could take me in in my worst days, it could take me to eating binge or Mm -hmm. something else to Mm -hmm. where I'm just like. I'm not making progress. I'm going to throw all this stuff away. I'm going to do something totally different and just kind of go back to my dark. Because why does it even matter? Because why does it even matter? Yeah. Like, what am I even doing this for? Mm-hmm. Like, it all sucks. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But, you know, I when I encounter that trigger and I'm able to talk myself off the ledge mm-hmm. with positivity and say, and say that, you know, you're worth it. You're yeah. worthy. We can do something different in this moment. Then I can keep trucking and moving along the, the path that I have. But when... When that trigger hits me and it takes me out of my present, sometimes I have to just catch myself, right? So that I can change the direction. Yeah. I'm sitting here trying to think about, you know, what is the haze of triggers for me? And I think I said it earlier in the conversation, primarily it's just that, God, I'm I'm back here. Like Mm -hmm. I've been around this block a couple of times already and now I Mm got to go, I'm back through it. Um, That is annoying to me because you know i want to just be done with the thing um and then i think also part of that as i'm talking through it could be just like am i doing it wrong then am i doing healing wrong so you know i kind of am a little Mm -hmm. type a and like i want to know that i'm doing the thing right in a spirit of excellence so am i am i missing something am i you know, have I not fully let it go? Have I not fully forgiven myself? Have I not fully forgiven that person? Have I not fully forgiven the situation? What 
why am I back here is kind of where I go to. And that's that's definitely a haze because then it kicks off me just being in my head, um, which is not the best place to, to be because then I can tell myself all these stories. Um, you know, the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Like, so like the stories you tell yourselves were like sometimes our own worst enemy. So for me, it is like one, uh, I'm back here. Did I not do it right? Like, what am I missing in the healing? But I, I think what I have, what has helped me in the moments when I've been able to acknowledge or recognize, actually, this is some old stuff uh, that I'm tr being triggered by. It helps me to name it and just say it out loud. And, and that's that's the thing. What? That's the thing, right? So when we talk about what the haze is and being able to identify triggers, right? We say all these big words, but really what we want to be able to do is call a thing a thing. Yeah. Right. And when for me, I, I give myself permission to like zoom out, right? And look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture is that and we we can't have this podcast and say that that healing and wholeness are are a journey and not a destination. And but then, then yeah, convict yeah, yeah. ourselves for not <laughs> yeah. being done with the yeah, thing, right? Yeah. And so, not um, yeah. you know, you're not going to arrive. Mm -hmm. There, There is, and we've talked about being habitual students, yeah. perpetual learners, right? Yeah. And uh, a part of like being in recovery from anything, right? Pursuing your wholeness with anything is that idea that, um, I'm going to have to learn new ways, right? Better ways to cope, yeah. right? I want to be better than I was on yesterday. Mm. The same thing that worked for me in 2018 as it I'm relates to gonna... healing, it may not necessarily yeah. work now. So I have to do something different. I have to be willing to do something different. I have to be willing to learn new things. Yeah. And if I'm not, when those trigger triggers pop up, I'm I'm in my head, I'm thinking, Got some for that ass, mm -hmm. right? I, I I I know you, I see you, but you're not gonna take me back to that to yeah. that space. And I'm willing to try this new thing that might work for me better than some old things that I have. Yeah. But holding yourself to this impossible standard that um, if I'm whole and I'm healed, then I'll never deal with this again. It's it's wrong, and yeah. it keeps us in a space of. Um, of bondage basically but that's how we uh, i as a people as a society i can't really say if it's just our community or not but you know think about if you try to talk about a thing or if think about when we talk about you know um our nephew for example talking about like bringing up stories about an ex repeatedly be like you still talking about that thing so we like do it to each other even mm -hmm. like um doing it to myself as a society we're like oh you still like you're still on that. That was X number of years ago. Or that was whatever. So I can see, you know, how um, we are taught to think that like you you forgive, you get over, and if mm -hmm. you don't revisit it, and I guess the headline here is that that's not real. That it could come back around, mm -hmm. and it can keep coming back around. But then back to how now we navigate it calling it out, calling the thing. And sometimes I'm not even able to understand that it's, it's past until I've been able to process it. So I always got to have a moment to like, just reflect and be like, what is this? Sometimes I'm, I know immediately, like, I remember feeling this way when I was in this situation X number of years ago, and I'm feeling this, this situation mm -hmm. is making me feel that mm -hmm. way again. Uh, it helps to 
um, maybe think about what I need in that moment so that it the situation is different. When you and I talk through our past triggers, like, like this thing triggered me from a past relationship, we actually talk about, okay, what's the thing we could do differently? Um, and and I think that we always we already have like an assumption of good intent. So that's helpful. And there's always trust, there's already trust there. So that's helpful. But then just us talking about what we need in that mm. moment, I think is really helpful. Um, what else? Anything else you can think of in terms of like navigating through through triggers? Um, for me, even when you think about, and I'm I'm going back to circling back around to the thing with um our nephew. Uh, I think sometimes, like, even when we give him grief, right, when you think about the principle of, like, uh, having grace, right, so having grace for him, a lot of times we can't have grace for him because in those moments we don't have grace for ourselves. Mm, like, that's real. if we're being honest, the one thing about my nephew now, he's going to be honest, yeah. right? And so if something makes him think of a place or a situation, he'll just say that. It may be about uh, my father who passed away. Yeah. It may be about some past relationship thing. It may be about something with, you know, his biological dad. It may be about any of those things. He's going to be honest about that thing in that yeah. moment. Yeah. And I think a lot of times our, our care and concern for people is like, let me talk this person off the list. Like, don't think about that. Like, think about your future. But yeah. we can't extend grace to other people for those things a lot of times because we don't give that grace to ourselves first. And you have to, you know, That's before real. you can really be a purveyor of grace for real, you have to be able to give it to yourself. And if we don't give ourselves grace to be able to have these triggers and experience these things that remind us of, of bad spaces in our lives or whatever, then we can't imagine really giving it to anyone else. Yeah. Right. Because we won't allow it for ourselves. We believe a lot of times that uh, being over it is is the thing. That's that's how you can move forward. That's yeah. what healing looks like. And it's not being over. It's about being able to recognize what my triggers are and the thing, the thing that it may trigger for me and how I deal with it as it comes. Mm -hmm. Right. That makes me um, more prepared to move forward in, in healthier ways so I can recognize those triggers because the thing that happened to me it happened. Yeah. There's not again, there's nothing that I can it. do about yeah. it to change it. Uh, and do I know? Uh, what my trigger looks like and do I recognize the space that it can take me back to and have enough wherewithal and enough determination not to want to go back to that space to be able to stop that thing in the moment mm -hmm. to deal with my automatic thoughts because my automatic thoughts can be a, a stone cold killer mm -hmm. my automatic thoughts be like oh death and despair you know Agony, agony, agony. Cancerous. It's over. It's over. I caught. Right. I might have cancer. Right. <laughs> I get that from my mama, by the way. Right. Got a new form of cancer. It's over for you. Doctors haven't discovered it yet, but you haven't. My mama going to see this and cuss us out. <laughs> but anyway, we just have to know, like, you know, it's a, it's a combination, too, of, like, our upbringing and things that we were brought up to yeah. believe, of course our personal beliefs, the experiences that we've had, you know, all of those things kind of will take us back to those, those places and can it, it um, they can elicit a, a positive, you know, response to a trigger and just cause us some discomfort or it can, you know, elicit a trauma response to where, you know, we go to our deepest and darkest places mm -hmm. and want to just hide from that thing because we don't trust ourselves enough to be around it. Yeah.
and as we always say here, like um, we are firm believers in just in terms of additional ways to navigate through it, find you somebody in your corner, a therapist, ideally, uh, if you need more than one to support you in different areas of your life, I think that's perfectly great too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it could be a mentor. Sometimes it could be a loved one, um, family member or friend. I think it's best if it were a professional, <laughs> but you know, everybody's in a different um, journey with their relationship with therapy, but it, it, it helps so much just in terms of, I think for me, what it really, really helps with is helping you to see yourself in terms of process through what's triggering you, but then connecting the dots to, it might not even be a trauma that you're responding to. It could be some thing that happened to you when you were a child or something you saw that your parents or other family members did that you didn't even know was impacting how you're mm -hmm. responding to things. Like that's the biggest thing that has been helpful for me. Like I didn't even realize because of what I saw or learned or something as a kid, and it might not have been a bad thing. It's just like how we lived, our 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 rules of engagement, our norms are mm -hmm. causing me to respond in this certain way that might not be the best and highest way for me to respond mm -hmm. according to who I am at the moment. Well, just some regular, like uh, these things are causing me to operate in an unhealthy way. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, uh, I see some unhealthy behaviors yeah. as a result of this or this thing continues to happen to me over and over again as a result of like the choices that I'm making. Yep. Yep. And I mean, we could all be like, is everybody else? But at some point we have to take a look at our own behavior and kind of dig through, you know, what it looks like. And so I'm a proponent of, of, of therapy, of course, but I also believe in having like a, a good support network. Yeah. There are like, we all have our friends, but I have a, a core group of one or two or three folks who really know where the bodies are buried, who really know like my stuff yeah, and they don't mind calling me on it. And I'm not saying that those particular things will always be the answer, yeah. but that's the thing about having access to, to tools, mm -hmm. right? To have you four or five or six different things that you can do when a trigger comes and knocks, right? And it doesn't have to be that I have this one way. So as I, keep healing and keep along this 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 journey to healing and to wholeness i get new tools yep. that i can access you have a toolbox and, right i have a toolbox mm -hmm. and then there are six or seven or eight different things that i can do right when uh my triggers come a knocking because they coming yeah right they they're coming yeah and i think the other thing we haven't said here is we still all have a choice in the matter. Like sometimes we can be triggered and just react without thinking. But I think there's something to say, like we have a choice about who we want to become and making choices towards that. So I can say, mm -hmm. you know, I want to be the type of person that responds in this way when these types of things happen to me and then doing whatever work it calls for to be that person, to become that person. So I don't want us to sit here and be like, you, you're going to be triggered by your past events. You don't have any control mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And this is how you deal with it when it happens. Mm -hmm. It's like, actually, no, we all have a choice about how we respond, who we're becoming, how mm -hmm. we act our lives. And I think we said this in a, a recent episode uh, as well. You know, our lives are just a culmination of choices that we've made. So we can continue, you know, to to make choices, um, yeah, based on who we want to be and how we want to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Any other thoughts, reflections, or resources on triggers? 
Um, a whole bunch more thoughts. I I think they'll still continue to come up. Yeah. Uh, and we'll you know have some more information to share. And I think that's really you know the space that we're moving into is about being able to uh, not feeling like you gotta stand still mm-hmm. uh, when when you're in the process of healing, right? Because the healing is gonna be a journey. It's gonna be an ongoing process. And just being able to access like new tools and give yourself permission to learn new things along the way and even learn new things about yourself. Uh, I think about it in terms of like seeing one of your favorite movies over and over again. Uh, You know, when you have watched uh, Love Jones for the 5th, 11th time and you'd be like, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. That new Mm -hmm. thing. Like Mm -hmm. I missed that the first time around. Yeah. I miss this, mm-hmm. right? That's that's the idea of being like a um, a habitual student to yeah. me, like being able to see your situation and see it from a different perspective to where it doesn't hurt you. But think about, I hadn't thought about it this way before. Let yeah. me look at like this particular thing. That's my favorite thing to experience, if I'm being honest. Like whenever I've been challenged or inspired, even um, preferably inspired, but I think inspiration is also a challenge to think differently. Mm-hmm. That's just like, that's my my favorite thing ever. And so um, I think that's one of my favorite things about therapy too, is like they are really inspiring uh, change of thought, which that's what it's all about. Um, yeah. So what about, you know, we come to that time in our conversation when we always bring it back to music. Mm-hmm. What is the music for this moment? So the music for this moment for me is um, Toby Nguigwe. We love him. We love Toby <laughs> and Fat, his yeah. wife. Yeah. Um, his song called Make It Home mm-hmm. is the music for the moment for me. And uh, the first part of the song says, I hope you catch a wave that doesn't subside. Mm. And when you think about how waves uh, come about, you know, they kind of start with a ripple way out in the ocean. And as they come in to Mm -hmm. shore, they crest and eventually they come back down once they crest. And this idea that I I hope you catch a wave, Mm -hmm. uh, I hope that you find peace and joy and love that crest and never has to subside. Mm. And that that's just so powerful for me. Mm. Like those those few little words, like I hope you catch a wave that that doesn't subside. Right. And I think that the internal work that we do will help us catch a wave that that doesn't subside. Like we can have the ability to be riding away and our peace not leave us. Right. Uh, our, our love not leave us, our joy not leave us and us to be lacking nothing. Uh, another part of the song song says, I, I hope that your streets are paved with gold mm-hmm. and I hope you make it home. Mm-hmm. So, man, that's the music for the moment. That 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 song just does something to my spirit, man. So take you to church real quick. Take me to church real mm-hmm. quick. But music does that that for yeah. us often. So yeah. that's why we have music for the moment. And uh, yeah, check it out. Absolutely. I love that. I see you got some resources over here. We're missing anything. Um, the resources I was going to recommend, I know you had your book. Do you want to mention your book again? By, um, 
Well, it's it's not necessarily about triggers, mm-hmm. uh, but the book by Tracy McMillan is why you've why you're not married yet. The straight talk you need to get the relationship you deserve. I read it years ago, but I do remember it, it being like, if you acting like this, that's why you're probably not in a really relationship. So it was really, um, you know, causing folks to at least have me looking in the mirror, like, am I, am I doing any of this? And so I think it'd be really cool just in terms of uh, checking out, see if you are you doing any of, of those things, and maybe just check out the show and see some of the nuggets that mm-hmm. they're dropping in those sessions. And for me, uh, I was gonna recommend Charlemagne the God's book, mm-hmm. um, Shook One, mm-hmm. Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. Um, where he talks a lot about like where his anxiety came from, yeah, um, and how he learned to recognize it, and um, how he deals like on an ongoing basis yeah. with with his anxiety. I think sometimes, um, and we didn't talk a lot about this during, you know, this conversation was just like how our triggers sometimes when we recognize them they can be anxiety producing, mm. and a lot of times I will. Just the thought of being triggered. When I was just talking to my therapist this past Friday, just about the thought of going of of even being triggered. Yeah, I like to try to be so ahead of it. Yeah, that I be taking myself down that road. Like, okay, am I going to be prepared if this happens and this happens and this happens? Like, how will I respond? And that can produce anxiety. What she tell you to do? She basically told me to get my shit together and stop worrying about stuff. And she told you mm-hmm. to get out your head and get a hobby. Right. Like, get out of my head and get a hobby. <laughs> she also she also told me to tell my wife to buy me this five hundred dollar uh, remote control car. She didn't say that. It's but anyway, we got to deal with all of it. Yeah. So that's that's my resource. Yeah, love it. When I'm hysterical, it's historical. It's historical, but. We just talked uh, through how to navigate through uh, some of it. And that's a wrap for this conversation. It was a good one. That that fed me, uh, quite honestly. Uh, So in parting, like we always say, life will always present us with a haze. But we, all of us, have everything that we need to navigate through it. Mm -hmm. And just so you remember, you know, you're not alone. You're not. Uh, we invite you to join us next time and uh, we'll take the journey together. Mm. Hope to have y'all back soon. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Thank you.